You're listening to the Nutrition by Lex podcast with Alexis Roberts, a dietetic graduate student and soon-to-be registered dietitian. Hey friends, and welcome to the first official episode of the Nutrition by Lex podcast. I've had so many questions and people wanting me to start a podcast talking about all things nutrition, health, and fitness. So here it is. I'm finally starting it. I'm super excited. For my first episode, I'm going to be talking about my top 10 healthy weight loss tips. Right into it. My tip number one is to drink more water. I know I say this all the time and I talk about it on my TikTok and Instagram all the time. You're probably really tired of hearing it, but it's true. You need to drink more water. The recommendation for water per day is to drink half of your body weight in ounces. So for example, if you weigh 140 pounds, it's recommended that you drink 70 ounces of water a day because half of 140 is 70, right? So I know some people that I've talked to only drink like one glass of water a day and they just don't think it's possible to drink any more. So my top tip for this would be to try and get a glass of water in every time you have a meal or a snack. So if you're having three meals a day and maybe two snacks a day, that's at least five glasses of water. And that's way more than drinking just one glass a day, right? So that's an easy way to make it more cautious in your head about just getting more water in throughout the day. Another easy tip is to add a straw to your drinks. It's been proven that if there's a straw in the cup that you're drinking water out of, you're going to drink more water. So another thing that a lot of people have complained to me about is that water is boring and it doesn't taste good. So what I have to say for this is to add some fruit to your water, infuse it with your favorite kinds of fruits. My favorite is lemon and mint. It's so good, especially in the morning with that minty flavor. It's really going to wake you up. Right now, especially, there's so many fruits coming into season and it'd just be so good to add some fresh fruit to your water, especially in the mornings if you like something different and you just want some flavor. A lot of people ask me about crystal light packets. I don't recommend these because they do have a bunch of artificial sugars and artificial colorings in them. It's just very processed while whole fruits are not. So next, my tip number two is to eat breakfast. I know so many people say that they skip breakfast and they do this because they know they're going to be going out later that night or they're eating out for lunch or dinner and so they're going to save their calories in the morning, right? I'm sure we've all said that before. I know I have. So what ends up happening when you save your calories in the morning, it actually causes you to mindlessly snack and can also lead to overeating and binging later that night. So by saving your calories in the morning, oftentimes causes you to consume more calories than you planned on consuming in the first place. So what is a healthy breakfast? So you want your breakfasts to contain carbs, proteins, and fats to make sure it's balanced. So by doing this and getting your carbs, proteins, and fats in in the morning, it's going to prevent cravings later in the afternoon. And then a lot of people say that you have to be like getting on the go. You're just go, go, go out the door. You don't have time for breakfast. So this is what I want to bring up prepping. It's so easy to prep for breakfast. You can do overnight oats, egg bites, Muffins that you can keep in the freezer and just heat up. Smoothies even. You can blend it up the night before and leave it in the fridge. And it also doesn't have to be breakfast food. Everyone gets stuck in this mindset of having to have a certain kind of food during a certain time of the day. But that's not the case. If the tacos in the fridge from last night at dinner are all you have left in your fridge this morning to eat for breakfast, and that's the only thing that's going to give you nutrients on the way out the door, then go for it. Grab those tacos. There's nothing wrong with that. Even though it's not the typical breakfast food, it's going to keep you from being fatigued later in the day, like around 
two, three o'clock-ish, you know, that, that time when you go to the get more coffee or go to the vending machine to get a granola bar. It's also going to give you more energy throughout the day. And it's also going to help you from mindlessly snacking. Like I said, you're not going to go grab that candy bowl that's sitting in the middle of the office or anything like that because you're going to be satiated from your breakfast and then you're going to have your lunch and you can have your snacks in between, but you aren't going to mindlessly just grab foods. So some of my go-to breakfasts are rice cakes with peanut butter and berries or avocado toast with like an egg on top. I love doing avocado toast on rice cakes. It's so good. I just have my rice cake and then I mash up avocado on top everything but the bagel seasoning, and then an egg, and then I love spicy food, so I like to add sriracha to the top. I also love my oatmeal. Overnight oats are the easiest thing to do. You can make them the night before, leave them in the fridge all night, and then just take them with you out the door. So simple and easy. Same with smoothies. You can just blend them up, leave them in the fridge, grab and go in the morning. If you have more time in the morning, you can make an omelet, or you can even make pancakes. My favorite kind of pancakes are the pancakes where you only have one banana, two eggs, a little bit of cinnamon, you mash them all up or blend them together however you prefer, and then cook them up and put your favorite berries And I like to add peanut butter to my pancakes. That's just me though. And honey or a little bit of maple syrup, whatever you prefer. But those are my favorite go-to breakfast foods. So moving on to my tip number three is to limit processed foods. I like to say that if you can't name the planet it came from or the mother it came from, don't eat it, stay away from it. There have been many of studies that have shown that there's a correlation between the increase of consuming processed foods also has an increase in death, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, and cancer. So what are processed foods, right? So these are going to be like chicken nuggets from McDonald's, chips, crackers, pretzels, cereals, granolas, that taco or burrito from Taco Bell. You guys know what I'm talking about. So all of these things are going to be the processed foods that don't come from a natural source. I guarantee you, you cannot name where the plant or the mother that those things came from, right? So a lot of these processed foods for us tend to be sugary foods like candy bars, cookies, and all that kinds of things. So people who do have a sweet tooth, my go-to, this is my tip, my go-to is dates. I love dates. Um, they're so good, especially if you add some peanut butter in the middle of them and then maybe some like dark chocolate chips right on top, just a little bit. Um, but that is the perfect thing to cure a sweet tooth. Or I also love doing frozen grapes. If you freeze them and then you take them out of the freezer, they taste like hard candy. And for those of you saying, well, I don't have a sweet tooth. I like salty foods. I love pretzels, chips, and like all of that good stuff. It's all the same thing pretty much. So all of those Carb, carby processed foods are broken down in our body to the same thing, which is glucose. And glucose essentially is sugar. So even by eating carbs and starchy foods like that, it's all being broken down to the same thing, which is causing the same reaction in your body to cause you to have a sweet tooth. As for chips and stuff, for my go-to fix for those is you can make your own potato chips or even sweet potato chips. Just take a potato, thinly slice them, add some avocado oil or extra virgin olive oil and bake them in the oven yourself and they're going to be so much more healthy because you're not going to have any of the extra additives in them like the bag chips do 
And the last thing I want to touch on about processed foods is that the NIH says that people who consume more processed foods tend to consume up to 500 calories more in a day than those who are consuming more whole foods. So if you think about that, if you're consuming 500 calories more in a day, that can lead to adding on an extra pound every single week. So if you're not limiting your processed foods and you're trying to maintain weight loss or have weight loss, this is going to make it extremely hard because you're eating, you can be eating up to 500 calories extra a day. So if you eliminate the whole foods, this will help with your weight loss tremendously. Next, my tip number four is to move your body and get in physical activity. It is recommended that you get 30 minutes of exercise every day. I recommend about five days a week. You do need some rest days. They are important to let your body heal and recover. But by getting more physical activity and moving your body more, this is going to promote weight loss and it's also going to help you with your appetite control. So think about right now, especially while we're all in quarantine, we have plenty of time to work out, right? So instead of just sitting there and watching Netflix and snacking on chips and popcorn and stuff, get up and do something and move your body. Even if it's just for an hour, that's all I work out. I don't want to work out any longer than an hour and I know not a lot of people do. So what can you do for your workouts? Weight training is a huge thing. I know it's hard to do right now during um, quarantine, but you could easily find body weight exercises online or check out my Instagram and TikToks. I have some posted on there. But by building more muscle, this is going to help you burn more fat and it's also going to help you boost your metabolism. So weight training is essential for weight loss. Then you have HIIT and endless. HIIT workouts are high intensity interval workouts, which most of the time are sprints, plyometric workouts, kickboxing. It's going to be those exercises that get your heart rate to spike and then come back down and then spike again and then come back down. While this, your heart rate slowly goes up at a gradual pace. These exercises are like jogging, walking, biking, swimming, elliptical, stair climber, so those long cardio sessions. This can be something that you can make a goal during quarantine to create a habit. If you create this as a habit, it's going to be so much easier to do even when we get out of quarantine. It's also going to be very good for your mental health because when you exercise, your brain releases endorphins and this is the happy hormone, so it's going to make you feel better. And I know all of us are stuck inside and we're bored in the house and we don't know what to do and we're all feeling very confused at this time in the world. So working out can help us feel happier about the situation that we're in and it can help us be a better person overall. So my tip number five is to snack. I know this sounds crazy that I'm telling you guys to snack, but this is completely different from aimlessly snacking. I want you guys to start mindfully snacking. These snacks are going to be included between your breakfast and lunch and then one between your lunch and dinner. So two snacks. I always say don't let yourself go any longer than four hours without eating. So you can base your meals off of that and figure out what times are best for you to snack. So the way, the reason I say this is because a lot of people always say that they have no self-control. They always give in to their cravings, but this isn't the case. You do have self-control. You just have really low blood sugar. So when you let your blood sugar get too low, your body goes into survival mode and it's just like craving anything and possibly everything that you can get your hands on to be able to get your blood sugar back to normal levels. So it's not the fact that you don't have any self-control. It's the fact that your body actually really does need nutrients. You just need to be more mindful about this. And if you're snacking throughout the day between your meals, you can prevent your blood sugar from getting too low and these 
cravings occurring. So some of my favorite snacks that I go to and I love to eat all the time are apples and peanut butter or bananas and peanut butter, um, cheese, cheese snack or baby bell cheese. I love those with fruit, Greek yogurt with granola and fruit. My favorite brands are Siggy yogurt or I like the two good yogurt as well. They're really low in sugar, hummus and veggies, cucumbers with cream cheese. And if you eat ham, ham roll-ups, Grapes and pretzels. I know we just talked about processed food, but it's okay to have things every once in a while. If you don't want to have the processed food, you could easily do like grapes and cheese or grapes and nuts. And then my next one, edamame and nuts. Popcorn is a great one. You can make your own trail mix. Rice cakes topped with avocado, hard-boiled egg, which is nature's own protein ball. Cheese sticks with turkey, cottage cheese and berries. Um, a protein bar, my favorite are Quest, RX bars, and the Vital Proteins collagen bars, jerky, or tuna fish that's low in sodium. Those are all some amazing snacks. If you want to pause this and write all those down, like go reverse and write these all down, do that because those are amazing just to have like in your notes to recall back to whenever you aren't sure what you should go snack on. So next thing I hear about snacking is that you have no time, just like breakfast. So I'm going to say prep again trail mix, grapes with cheese, or even cut up a protein bar into small bites. Throw them into Ziplocs and just keep them with you. It takes no time. You can just grab in your bag, grab a small handful. You don't have to eat the whole thing just to give yourself some type of nutrients to keep your body going throughout the day. I'll be right back with the rest of my tips after this quick break from our sponsor. So my tip number six is to eat mindfully. So many of us will whip up a quick meal and just stand there at the counter and eat it or maybe take it to the couch or even worse, your bed. So make sure you're fixing a meal and taking it to the table where you can sit down in a chair and actually eat your meal. By doing this, it'll make you be more aware of the actual food you're eating. So another thing you should do while you're sitting there eating your meal is putting your phone down. I know we'll scroll through Instagram and TikTok or watch Netflix and YouTube videos, and this will cause us to not pay attention to what we're actually eating. So in these cases, when we don't do these things and sit down and put our phone down, it causes us to eat more and it can cause us to eat faster. So it takes 20 minutes for our stomach to tell our brain that we're actually full. So if you're eating super fast, it's not giving your stomach enough time to tell your brain that you're full. So you're probably going to overeat. And then 20 minutes later, you're probably going to feel very full and you're going to feel bad about it. Like you're going to just feel stuffed and yucky. Another part about mindful eating is to not eat when we're super stressed out. When we eat when we're stressed out, it can cause digestion problems. It can also slow down your metabolism and it promotes fat storage. So try to de-stress before having a big meal. If this is just sitting there listening to some music or maybe meditating a little bit, exercising maybe, just something that can help de-stress you before going into making a big meal and eating it. So slow down and enjoy your meals. This will allow your stomach to tell your brain that it's full after 20 minutes. It'll give yourself enough time. And then also when you're slowing down and you're just mindfully eating your food, it can cause you to de-stress. So that can also help with the digestion problems. So my tip number seven is to limit alcohol intake. There has been research shown that three to four drinks a week can add up to putting on 10 pounds in a year. So think about it, four years, 40 pounds. That's a lot of weight, right? And that's going to take a lot of time to get off. And that's just from having three to four glasses of wine or 
whatever your preferred drink is in a week. So the reason this happens is because there's multiple different reasons, actually. One of the reasons is that when you drink alcohol, think about what kind of foods you crave. You want to go through a fast food restaurant and get the crazy junk food stuff, right? You aren't craving a salad or grilled salmon with roasted potatoes and veggies. No, you want the Big Mac or the cheeseburger and tacos from Taco Bell, right? So another reason why this can cause weight gain is because alcohol releases your inhibitions. So this is the main reason why when you sit down at a restaurant, the first thing they do is offer you a drink. They do this in order to try to get you to order more food. So if you have a drink before you even order your food, your inhibitions are automatically brought down and you're most likely going to order an appetizer, entree, and dessert, and you're going to end up overeating. The next reason that alcohol can cause you to gain weight is due to the way your liver functions. So we all know that liver metabolizes are the foods we eat and what we drink and stuff, right? If you drink too much alcohol, it can cause liver disease. So there's been studies that shown that you can have one drink, so one single alcoholic drink, and it can stop your liver from metabolizing the foods and the fats you're eating. So it completely stops metabolizing the fats you're eating and starts metabolizing the alcohol out of your body. So what is it doing with that fat? It's storing it, right? So think about this. It's up to 24 hours. If you have one glass of wine every night just as you're relaxing and to wind down, your your liver is not metabolizing the fats you're eating for 24 hours, and that's a continuous cycle for up until when you don't have a drink of wine, wine at night. That's crazy, right? So it's not focused on any of your food that you're putting in. So it's automatically storing the fats that you're consuming because it doesn't know what else to do with it. So this is going to add on a bunch of extra weight that you don't want. Obviously everything in moderation and it depends on like if you're on vacation or if it's a weekend and it's celebration, but just keep these things in the back of your mind, but definitely limit your alcohol intake in order to lose weight. Next, my tip number eight is to identify your trigger foods and trigger times. So what are these? Trigger foods can be certain foods that cause you to go into a binge or overeat. These tend to be refined carbohydrates and sugars and a lot of processed foods. And then trigger times can be the certain times of the day or in a certain area of the house where you'd start eating food and then you just get an urge to overeat and binge. These typically are in the middle of the night when you go get a midnight snack or when you're sitting in bed and you're eating. So leading into my tip number nine as well, we're going to kind of combine these here. I want you to start keeping a journal. If you start writing down when you're binging and when you're overeating and what you had to eat right before that, you can easily figure out your trigger foods and you can become more aware of what they are and what times they are and you can stay away from them. So the less you're overeating and binging, the less you're going to consume excess calories and you won't add on those extra pounds that you don't want. So going into number nine, since we already started on it, keeping a journal. So not only do journals help with figuring out your trigger foods and trigger times, they also help with just emotional eating overall. A lot of people always say how they eat their feelings and stuff, right? We're not going to do that anymore. We're going to start writing down the words to block our food cravings. Obviously, if you're actually hungry, then eat food, right? But most of the time when we're emotional and we're in our feelings and we go to get a snack in the middle of the night and we just want to eat, we're looking for comfort. We're not looking for actual food. We're not really hungry. We're looking for comfort. So start writing down your feelings. This can be as simple as just journaling for five to 10 minutes when you have those urges or even just first thing in the morning or right before you go to bed. 
the more you write down your feelings and get it off your chest, you won't have the urges to go overeat or binge anymore because you're getting it out onto the piece of paper and you aren't going to have it stuck in the back of your head as much. So my last tip, number 10, is to get more sleep. Studies show that when you get less than seven hours of sleep, it can trigger an insulin resistance, which can lead to prediabetes. So this means that even if you're just losing one hour of sleep, it can lead to prediabetes. This can also lead to you being more hungry throughout the day and having more sugar cravings and processed food cravings throughout the day. So it's recommended that you get at least seven hours of sleep to reduce cravings and it can also balance your fat regulating hormones. When you get less sleep, your fat regulating hormones are all over the place. Therefore, your body isn't processing the fat that you eat properly and it's most likely just sending it straight to storage. This is when belly fat comes into play. And that's most people's struggles areas, right? So most people are trying to get off their belly fat and it's the last place that it comes off and everyone just really struggles with it. Sleep is the key to belly fat. It will help, I promise. So make sure you're getting more sleep so you're well-rested and more alert throughout the day and your brain won't trick you into thinking that you need that afternoon snack to help stay alert when you're really just too fatigued. So those are my top 10 healthy weight loss tips. Thank you so much for listening. I love you all and appreciate your support so much. I will be uploading a new episode every Wednesday, so make sure you subscribe and share with your friends. Follow my Instagram and TikTok at Nutrition by Lex for more information and health inspiration.